Are you going to do the intro? We are so much better at the intro. I'm better at the intro, but it's been proven. No, I, I'm. Of course, it's been. It didn't need to be proven. I could have told you from the beginning. Uh huh. I know you like having things proven to you. <laughs> um, hello. No, that's moving money. Hey guys, it's late to the party. That was a little loud on my end. I don't know if it's loud to the people. Yeah, it's late to the party, everybody. Hello, we are back. It's been a long time since you have been recording this podcast, Brittany. How have you been doing? I've been doing pretty great, actually. In the last two months, I think it's two months since we last recorded this episode or this show. Way too long. I don't even think you were on the last um, recording no, I of wasn't. Late to the Party. Nah, that one was the Shotters episode. Yeah, the Shotters episode, um, which you still have not listened to. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I've been studying. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> You've been studying and binge watching Jane no. the Virgin and <laughs> and and going to Isle of Soka. So and how have you been, Damien? People hear from me every week. They don't need to, they don't need to know how I, I don't am. Know if we have the same listeners. I mean, we have the same listeners in in the sense that both shows have zero listeners, but that's <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, but I'm glad I'm glad you're doing well. Are you excited to be back in the recording booth? I am. I've actually missed it. Really. Yes, I mean, I talk a lot all the time. It's nice to do it for a purpose. That's that's the that's the most true thing you could have ever said about <laughs> yourself. That is the truest <laughs> statement for you ever. I mean, it's true. Yeah, I just said that. Um, okay, well, I'm glad that you're back, and I'm glad that we are back, and we are back for a very special occasion. Um, so, as you special guys, to you. well. It's special to the world because this is one of the biggest movies coming out this year. And we're also talking about one of the biggest movies of all time. In your um, opinion. I'm not. I'm literally talking financially and, and quality wise. I mean, I guess it's not the biggest movie in the world to someone who's not a fan of it. But why would we be talking in that context? I'm talking in the general <laughs> sense. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So the Joker movie is coming out uh, either tomorrow or today depending on when this episode goes out but considering it's almost midnight on this thursday um but so i figured we should do an episode on one of the most influential movies i would say of the last 10 years or so who did Um, it influence well, before we get into that, let me just announce what the actual thing is. Don't don't jump ahead too much. We're going to get there. Don't worry. I know you're excited to talk about this movie. This is like a uh-huh. big deal for you. All right. Yeah. Continue. Um, but so this is one of the most influential movies of the last decade or so. Um, it's about 11 years old and we are about to talk about The Dark Knight. Uh, this is the sequel to Batman Begins and the middle of The Dark Knight trilogy and when I talk about it, it was one of the most influential movies um, for the last decade. I'm saying like every superhero movie has a little bit to, uh, uh, it, it, it owes something to The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight kind of paved the way for a lot of things that you see in modern superhero movies. Um, but I loved it when it came out. You were not a part of the Dark Knight hype train. So this was about year 2008. I don't think you would have even considered going to see Dark Knight. 2008? Yeah. The end of first form and the beginning of second form, right? Y- yeah. Mm. Um, no, I don't remember watching any movies in that period of my life. The only thing I remember was constantly writing in my diary about my crush. 
Genuinely, like I don't remember anything else. You see, that's well, that and Hannah Montana. That, that was. I it. was about to say Hannah Montana because that was what you were watching a lot of um, around that oh seven oh eight era. Yeah, and I was singing that Hannah Montana song if we were a movie, like mm. just in the shower crying. And I was just watching movies. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, well, that's a weird thing for me because I always am able to look at the year by thinking about what movies came out that year. Like I remember. 2014 uh, because that was when Captain America Winter Soldier came out and that was when I was leaving high school um, that's just to show everybody how young I am <laughs> um, okay but yeah so you didn't you weren't a big part of the Dark Knight High Train and I'm gonna say you're late to the party on this because you didn't watch this until you remember the year it was either 2013 or 2014 I mm. think it was 2014 um, but it was a thing of like, you know, you and I had been dating and I showed you some of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies up Which until I that fell point. In love with. Right. Um, and I wanted to show you your the, favorite superhero, my favorite soup. Well, at, at the time, um, <laughs> I would, but I would say my favorite superhero movies, definitely. Um, you know, this had been right after the third Dark Knight movie came out, Dark Knight Rises, uh, but you were not very excited to watch these movies at the time. Um, why is that? Because I just wasn't interested in Batman. You see... And, uh, and as I watched the movie, mm -hmm. I just kept getting more evidence as to why I would not be interested in Batman. Okay, like so... he's just not my type of character. It's all kind of... I don't know. So let's start there. What is it about Batman that puts you off immediately right because all right had you seen a batman movie before what was your exposure to batman before watching this trilogy um justice league cartoons you see that's that's interesting that is a very interesting point. okay what is it about seeing batman in the justice league cartoons that made you feel like you weren't a batman person you just batman and you just didn't vibe very well i oh, know i liked batman and justice league so you're I just liked, confusing liked, me more. <laughs> I liked the cartoon Batman. I don't uh -huh. know because no, he just he just had this. I, I I could just really appreciate his you know that scary domineering presence that he has where he mm -hmm. just commands authority as soon as he steps into the room. Uh huh. And you know it, it's just kind of cool. It's just like yo, this guy's a badass. See, this is why <laughs> most people love Batman. So I'm wondering. I what just don't get that from the live action movies. <laughs> I don't feel that way. It's just very silly to me. Yeah. The old fifty suit all just looks hot <laughs> and heavy, and I'm like, this man not sweating under all of these layers, and. <laughs> Like, he just walking around with all these weapons. Like, it just yeah. seems so fucking, like, it, it, it just seemed too extra. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. And then, and then worse, in this movie where he was getting on and you were just like, look at him being this asshole playboy, whatever. I was just like, this is so stupid. Why is he acting so <laughs> stupid? Like, how are they um, trying to sell him as the hero or not hero, as we just learned? Mm -hmm. That character and also the asshole playboy mm -hmm. having three arms around. Um, Th well, three, three women, girl, on, three his women arm. on his arms. Coming out, not as that, coming out on a helicopter to his own like mansion or his yeah. own penthouse building yeah. with three women on his arm to a party that he's throwing that he's already late to. Yeah. Like they really do push the boundaries of Bruce Wayne like, being an ass in this movie. Yeah, it's just. It, it, it's just kind of weird. It sounds yeah. like a juxtaposition for me. Like, how are you supposed to experiment about this serious, tortured man that talks in this fake-ass, deep, gravelly voice? Yeah. And I'm also supposed to buy the... You know, it, it's... 
I maybe it's supposed to be cute. I think it's like, well, it's supposed to be Clark like Kenton, yeah, um, Superman, because you know that there's a juxtaposition there. But I don't know, it just doesn't work for me. Yeah, with Batman. I mean, so okay, the the thing with um, the, so that's a good uh way to to discuss it because the Clark Kent thing is Clark Kent is almost like the opposite right where he mm-hmm. he goes out of his way to seem so unassuming that people just wouldn't think that he's superman exactly but then when you see batman or when you see bruce wayne doing all that kind of stuff it's supposed to be like okay he doesn't take anything seriously so why would he be so serious as to dress up in all black with pointy ears and beating down criminals at night like i think that's what you're supposed to get from that kind of Bruce Wayne, you know, playboy performance. So, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. But I don't know. It just, I feel like when they did it with Clark Kent, mm-hmm. it gave you the idea that his most um, natural self was this humble person. Right. And then when they do it with Batman now, it's just like, oh, okay, so he's a ass and he's just doing this stuff just because um, he can. Mm-hmm. So he's probably just an ass at heart. However, right, 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 right. right. There was one moment in the movie where I got um, that he was deliberately painting that picture. And yeah. it was um, the scene towards the end mm-hmm. where he drove his Lamborghini and um, protected the guy. And then right, right, right. he was just yeah. like, I was just trying to catch the light. And mm-hmm. then he went even further to say, <laughs> um, you think I should go to the hospital? Right, because it's because the point in the movie. deliberately painting himself as oblivious. Right. Because it's the point in the movie where the Joker has put out this threat that there's, um, you know, he's going to blow up a hospital. And he, as Bruce Wayne, he can't be out as Batman in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, you know, doing all this to, to kind of save this guy who is trying to expose Bruce Wayne as Batman. Um, and, yeah, so as you said, he, he, he seems like he's not really trying. Like, even Commissioner Gordon calls him on. He's like, that was a very brave thing he did. But if he's seen as brave... And, yeah. and, 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 you know, if he, cause if he actually said, oh, I was trying to save him, then it's going to be like, okay, he's going to get like a medal from the city. And then people are going to be like, oh, Bruce Wayne yeah, is such a nice has, guy. Yeah. And then he has um, the amount of money. He has the money and he has like the, Batman. yeah. So I Which, suppose the picture that he paints to the public is just to, for everyone to be like, nah, he, he definitely couldn't be Batman. Like, yeah. Look at, look at how he's act and look at how he's treat people. However, yeah. So I don't know why my accent would show. <laughs> um, that just happens sometimes. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just, I just didn't get that for most of the movie and it was just kind of annoying. Well, I mean, <laughs> so that's something that's been in the, the Batman comics and even in the cartoons. And by the way, to what you said about, you know, liking batman in the cartoons and not so much in the movie it's not that you're not the only person who feels that way it's actually a common thing um because because for many people the the ideal representation of batman outside of the comics is the cartoon like that's they 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 have this uh voice actor by the name of kevin conroy who has done the voice of batman for the animated series the justice league cartoon um tons of different movies and the video games like he's the batman guy so to many people he's the definitive batman um and the cartoons is where you can find the definitive you know bringing to life of the comic book so you're not alone in thinking that um i mean i know it was my my dad that uh, first expressed the idea to me actually years yeah. ago when i i knew that he loved the um the dc universe mm-hmm. 
because he was always staying up and watching or waking up early to watch these cartoons. Like, he would just sit down in front of the TV for hours watching Justice League and whatever else. Yeah. And I remember asking him if he was interested in going to see um, whatever live action. I don't remember if it was DC or MCU that I was referring to. Yeah. But he was just like, no, he's not going to go and watch that foolishness and um, it's only the cartoon. The cartoon is a real thing for mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. It's that, it's that. So, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe that played a big part in why I never actually watched them because yeah. I, I expressed interest once and then it was just like, no, here's all the reasons why I know. I mean, to be honest, for a long time, especially around 2008, it was very hit or miss with live action superhero movies. Like people take it for granted now because we've got, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe with 22 plus movies that are just, if not great, then just okay. There's not there's not really a bad one in the Marvel movies. Right. Um there's except there's Thor. except for Thor of the Dark World. Um but and the first one. The first one's not bad, you're wrong. Um it's just because of Jane. It's okay, fine, but you got Loki, so it balances out. Um Yeah. So we take for granted that superhero movies are pretty great now, but back in two thousand eight, I mean Iron Man had just come out. But even I mean, right before that we had the third Spider Man movie with Tobey Maguire finger-gunning people down the street. Um, you had the two Fantastic Four movies, which were not received very well. Like they, There was a, a streak of some good ones, mostly bad ones, around this time. Uh, so it's very understandable why people wouldn't want to see it. But uh, another thing you brought up was, you know, the live-action Batman is just... Because of how realistic it is, it, it actually makes it more that difficult more yeah to take it seriously because i will agree with you like um when i was young you know it was very much like oh my god this is real like you're seeing an actual batman doing batman things um which i suppose is the whole point which is the whole point and they were able to pull it off really well i thought with you know actually finding a way to make certain things look convincing i mean yeah it it, it does it it's it's visually appealing yeah and it, it's really impressive considering you know when it was made as well mm-hmm. i mean there there are certain things that you know i i would have thought you could only do today mm-hmm. basically some some of the shots were really realistic um so i can appreciate that from yeah. an artistic point of view well what i'm trying to say is that back then i was completely just enamored by this whole realistic you know i mean especially with the villains which we'll get to in a second but um maybe this is how i felt about the twilight movies <laughs> well well w- after um reading and obsessing over the books yeah you w- what do you mean as in i liked the movies not because they're great movies but it was the magic of it coming to life well that's 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 true but i wasn't like the hugest batman fan at the time when this came out but what? i'm just saying like when i well when this came out is what kind of turned me into a, a, a big bat like i knew about batman i had watched some of the cartoon and i had read a few comics but it wasn't like i was a huge batman fan so you started reading comics after the movie no i had been reading comics before i, mean, I just more more I had, yeah definitely i mean after 2008 onward is when i started to read a lot more comics um i'm just saying watching this as an adult there's definitely like there's a sense of uh, um, silliness to what is because it takes itself so seriously. But at the end of the day, you have to really imagine to yourself. There's a guy puts on like a bat 
costume mm -hmm. and he puts his voice in a really deep voice like this Ugh. just to talk to people normally so annoying and then and then there's a scene where he's talking to somebody and then he just disappears and when I was young watching it, I was like, oh, that's really, really cool. He's like a ninja. And now and you're just like, this is a man with so many <laughs> fucking layers of this heavy cloth and this thick leather mask yeah. and has so many weapons on his person. And he, must he's, weigh he's able to just disappear and like that. And there's no clinking or anything yeah. of the weapons. In but his, not just that. It's cloak. just he must feel like, all right. Here's a break in the conversation. Let me duck and find. Like he's 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 finding moments where he can duck yes, and run away. Yeah, he's like paying attention and watching where they're looking. Yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. Like, okay, I can step off now. Exactly. Like, like there's there's definitely silliness lame. with there. There's a level of it where he, it is kind of lame. It's like it's so cool. It's lame. You know. Um, I mean, it's 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 cool for the eleven year olds. No, definitely. I just mean like the the way. Th so that's kind of the biggest criticism you can lay against this movie is that it does its job too well with being realistic. And there's actually a point in the movie where this actually comes to light. Um, you know, there's that there's that scene where the um, the accountant, right? He kind of discovers that Bruce Wayne is Batman based on all this, you know, because yeah. that is what would happen. Like this, the, these tools that he's using are known to a good number of Wayne Enterprises employees. So unless it's like, you know, well known that Wayne Enterprises is backing Batman, yeah. then of course some employee is going to come out and say, well, wait a minute, let's realistically, like these didn't come from nowhere. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think like they were, it, it kind of falls apart on itself, but then they come back and say, all right, hold on a second. So what you're asserting is that one of the wealthiest people in Gotham is going around doing all this stuff and you're going to come and blackmail this person, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, it's, and the way that that scene is set up is it's like Lucius Fox is basically saying, look, man, I know it seems realistic, but that just sounds like too crazy to be real, right? Even yeah. though that we as the audience know that it is real. So mm -hmm. that's how they kind of reconcile. I feel like that scene was them reconciling just how silly it could seem with it being that realistic. Um, but I, I, I do take a lot of your points. Like a lot of your points are, are very true in that it's, it's kind of a hard pill to swallow for certain scenes. Um, but while the reason why we wanted to talk about a dark Knight because of the Joker movie coming out is because this is probably the most iconic, um, representation of the Joker that we've ever seen, um, on screen. You know, he's been in a couple of different movies. He was in a 1960 movie, um, just called batman the movie um and then he was in batman in 1989 he was played by jack nicholson and then it wasn't another live action joker until this one in 2008 so what did you think about the joker's performance um even having said all those things that you said about batman in this sort of hyper realistic comic book world i think the joker is very convincing mm -hmm. in whatever it is that he is <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, he's clearly, I don't know if he's complex or if he's straightforward or mm -hmm. whatever. He just, it, he keeps you guessing as to yeah. his intentions and and his patterns or lack thereof. But he's very consistent. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of hard to achieve. And I don't know. I just think that he did a really good job of conveying whimsical evil is mm. the only way i could think of yeah. describing it because it makes you laugh but it also makes you think yo this guy is messed up like, yeah how is he thinking of these things like 
is he even trying to think of these things or is this just these is this just what drives him to to exist like it, it those mob fools want you gone so they can get back to the way things were but i know the truth there's no going back you've changed things forever and why do you want to kill me <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to kill you what would i do without you go back to ripping off mob dealers no 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 you you complete me. You're garbage. You kills for money. Don't talk like one of them. You're not. Even if you'd like to be. It's, it's a really interesting character. Like, I would sit through... I, I would do a course on, on breaking down the Joker psychologically. Right. Yeah. Because I just think yeah, it would yeah, be so yeah. interesting. Well, that's, that's kind of one of the things that um, has always been the most interesting about the character. And what makes people able to do such different things with him is because... There isn't really a Joker origin in the comics. There's not like an identity to this character. Um, it's just his um, multiple different stories about how he got disguised. You you know that's actually a part of it in the comics because there's um there's a a book called The Killing Joke, which is essentially you know um, a classic setup of the Joker kidnaps Commissioner Gordon's do- Commissioner. Did I say that right? Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, mm-hmm. Commissioner Gordon. Uh, Gardner. Okay. He he kidnaps Commissioner Gordon. He kidnaps Commissioner Gordon um oh. and shoots his daughter in the back. Um and you know Batman has to go and save Commissioner Gordon before time has run out and Joker's going to kill Commissioner. Um and in that you kind of get an insight into how the Joker works and he gives you like his version of why he became the way that he was, like what happened to him to become this clown prince of Gotham, right? Mm-hmm. And in it, he says if he's going to have a past, he'd prefer it to be multiple choice. So he himself presents it like he doesn't even know why he is this way. So uh-huh. it's never really been established, you know, what makes a Joker tick, which is why people are able to write their own version of the Joker depending on who the writer is or what you know, decade you're in, like, if you want to kind of, you know, reflect what's going on in the times. Um, so, you know, the fact that they're coming out with a Joker movie that has the origin tied down is kind of, I mean, for me, it's like, it kind of ruins the fun of the Joker. But That's what's coming out tomorrow? Yeah, the, it's, it's supposed to be like, this is a normal guy who becomes the persona of the Joker. Um, I would watch that. You would watch it? Yes. Well, I never told me that's what it was. I just thought it was another Batman movie. No, Batman is not in the movie that's coming out. It's all about the Joker. It's just called Joker. I can come. <laughs> sure, you can come. Um, but that that's that's the thing. But uh, interestingly, there are theories as to why the Joker is the way he is in this movie. Um so, you know, you can kind of tell that he's able to go a little bit toe-to-toe with Batman in a fist fight. Like, right. especially at the end, like, he actually has Batman pinned down at yeah. the very end. And up until that point, we hadn't really seen Batman be beaten by anybody. Exactly. So, clearly, Joker has some sort of formidable training, strength, you know, or maybe he just is really good at taking a punch and he just gets right back up, which could be very possible. Yeah. Um... But so we take the fact that he can hold himself in a fight, but also he's got these scars on his face and here different origins to how he got these scars. It's either, you know, his father um, cut his face Mm -hmm. or he he did it to himself so that his wife would feel accepted um, from her own scars. Um, But there's also 
later on in the movie, he describes, you know, a truckload of soldiers being blown up. Mm-hmm. You know, he talks about, you know, if, if something like that happens, nobody really cares. Right. So there's a theory online that the Joker was this trained military professional who experienced that ca- something like that, where, you know, he got blown up and that's where the scars on his face come from. Um, and that incident made it caused him to be disillusioned with the institutions that would allow for something as terrible as soldiers being blown up while at the same time putting on a happy face and feeling like everything is okay, like with their big cities and their big plans for whatever it is that they want to do. So he then comes to a city like Gotham and he's just like, you know what? Fuck all that. I got blown up and that's not right and nobody seems to care. So I'm going to show you what it's like. So I've always really liked that definition for this Joker. Like, yeah, that sounds pretty Yeah, convincing. It's pretty plausible for everything that's in the movie. Um, but again, nobody really knows. And that's kind of the fun of the character. Um, but Joker's not the only villain in the movie. Uh, we also have another villain who you... Nobody business about him. Well, you clearly don't care much about him because you said his name was Half-Face <laughs> when he first came on the screen. Um, I, forgot, I mean, I got it partially right. Yeah, you, you got it half right. <laughs> uh, but no, Two-Face is also in this movie. And uh, the whole time you were just complaining about how ugly Aaron Eckhart was. Yeah. And because they were painting him as this attractive guy. Yeah. And I was like, he's he's not. He's well, okay. It's, he's he's not. All right. So I'll I'll admit when you said that he was ugly, I did think that's kind of too defined of a chin, you know? And like his nose is kind of. I don't know what it is, but it's like someone something. Yeah. Like, like, he could have had a good face, and he just got a punch at the end of the movie. Yeah, and it's kind of like his face got reconstructed, which yeah. is kind of telling for what happens in the movie. Um, but what did you think about, you know, his character, when he becomes a villain at the very end? Because the whole movie is about, you know, him being the legitimate force of good in Gotham, since Batman is kind of like, if you have someone like Batman in your city, you know that your city's kind of messed up. Um, and he's supposed to be the person who is supposed to like take over for Batman and kind of just make sure that things can be good in, you know, a legitimate sense, like a legal sense, instead of having vigilantes beating up people at, at night. But how do you feel about that character? Um, I just didn't find him very interesting. At all? You had nothing? Okay. Um, well, all right. So what I always found interesting about him was first off, his face gets blown off, but also half of his suit gets perfectly burned. Like one half. Did you notice that? Like when he was going around killing people, half of his suit is completely fine. The other half is kind of burned. And I didn't see that. I was, I was just so busy focusing on how unrealistic that face looked. Really? Was it unrealistic? Because the, the whole point, I thought that it was. But then again, I don't have a medical background. So what about it is unrealistic? I mean, it's the eye that bothers me the most. Uh-huh. The fact that the eye is just there and it still looks functional. Like, there's no way that eye should be functional. <laughs> there's no way it should look <laughs> normal and just be like, oh, except now you can see the entire globe. I'm yeah. just like, nah, that, that eye is fucked. You can't burn off all of the um, eyelids and have a perfectly intact cornea. Like, yeah. That is probably what bothers me the most. Mm-hmm. I mean... 
that and the fact that it's literally impossible for him to have um, such a clear demarcation between the injured yeah. face <laughs> and the straight okay symmetrically face. down the middle. Like, I mean, his face was lying down in in oil. Like, yes. you're telling me so that not the a oil single was droplet straight, went on the other side. Like, the whole the whole, that the whole thing is just kind of yeah. Again, it's it's realistic to the point of being silly. Yeah, like if it's yeah. fine if I saw that in a comic, but yeah. when I see it on screen, I would I would have accepted it a little better if, if the demarcation wasn't so clean cut. Yeah. You know, if yeah. it had if it was just like jagged edges in between. Yeah. That, that would be okay. It's it's almost as if he did it himself. It's like he 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 was just like I don't like this world anymore. So he took like an iron to his face but made sure to do it on one half exactly. So yeah, I get what you're saying there. Um, so it's just so unrealistic and I'm just like alright so this character that I wasn't fully interested in to begin with now yeah. has a very unrealistic face cool yeah by the way is he dead he, he is dead he's the, 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 at the end of the movie they're throwing a funeral for him and he's this kind of like this martyr to push Gotham into a I new life I couldn't tell if they were throwing an actual funeral or if they were just um, killing him publicly because of who he'd become. That was a... Boy, in the four years in between this movie and the next one, that was a huge theory. Like, Harvey Dent wasn't dead. Really? Yeah. Like, that was a huge theory. Like, t- like he wasn't dead. He was just, like, being kept up in Arkham Asylum under a different name. And, yeah. and they were trying to rehabilitate him to bring him back. Like, there was a... There were so many theories. Because... I mean, unless you see a bullet go through somebody's brain, it's pretty, you know, you can assume that maybe they it's could do, get air. brought back. Um, so that brings me to the next point of the, the sequel to this. Are you interested in going back to seeing the other Batman movies after watching this movie, you know, with a new appreciation? I mean, the one with Bane. There's the one with Bane and there's also the one with Scarecrow who you see early on in this movie. Um, are you interested at all in seeing those movies? I wouldn't say no. Just not know, anytime soon. Like, you're not going to go out and I mean, seek them out. I'm not trying to add more movies than I have yeah, to right, to my list exactly. at the moment. Yeah, you, you have assignments. You I, have, have, I have a lot of things to do. I have, you know, studying and... No, 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 no. Studying is not important. We have episodes to record that you need to watch movies uh-uh. for. They even said that. <laughs> things so serious now for joke like that. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would eventually watch it. Okay. So, so, it's so... You're... you're Having because we had to rewatch this I'm because slightly more open, right? I suppose once I ignore Batman. Yeah, um, I was, was going to ask you. So there's a point in this movie where uh, there's, you know, you were asking me. But, all right, so what happens in the movie is Joker essentially he gets these two boats to kind of go against each other, and he says, "All right, I've got a detonator on your boat, and it's you know for the bombs on the other boat. You can blow them up, or they can blow you up, or I blow both of you up." Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, Batman is using this new technology that he has, which is very unethical, where he has, you know, he's, he's using everybody's cell phone in Gotham to kind of get a view of what is going on. So you can find out where the Joker is. And when that technology pops up, you turn to me and you were like, do you think that actually exists? 100,000 million billion percent, I am sure that that exists. Nah. And I was telling you why. I'm going to tell you why again on the microphone. Because I was having a conversation with a, a co-worker of mine, right? And we were talking about, you know, why they use green screens and blue screens in you know, movies. Why they, why they need to use those things when they're making movies. And half an hour later, 
I get a video suggested to me, which literally is titled, Why Movie Studios Use Green Screens and Blue Screens. That's, that's the kind of thing that you watch. That's exhibit on A. YouTube I have exhibit all B. The time. I have other examples. I was talking to my uncle, right? And he was going to Universal Studios. And I said, Oh, I want to go because they have a new Jurassic World exhibit at Universal Studios that I really want to go and see. Half an hour later, I get an ad saying Jurassic World um, attraction now open at Universal Studios. Book your trip today. I've seen ads for Disney and you probably just noticed. and final point. A 20th Disney ad and you just zoomed in on it because you're like, oh my God. You see, we're talking about Disney right now. I'm going to get a Disney ad. Uh Bet you. All right. Third and final point. I was talking to my dad and I was asking him, hey, what TV shows are you watching right now? He talks to me about this show called Succession. I'd never heard of Succession before. And we said Succession about three or four times between the two of us. Half an hour later, I get an ad for Succession. A banner ad saying, watch Succession now on Amazon Prime, HBO Go, wherever. You probably saw it. I never um, like pay attention to it. And, and excuses like that is why they can continue listening to us. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so, so that, um, unethical practice that Batman does, that's a running theme in the comics and the the TV shows and stuff where Batman always feels like he has the, uh, I don't want to say the ability, but he knows best for people, you Mm -hmm. know, and he kind of is just like, God complex. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Where he, he he's just like, all right, people can't really help themselves, so I have to step these boundaries that normal people would not cross. Kind of like Tony Stark. You know, where Tony Stark creates Ultron, even though he shouldn't do that, but he's like, people don't know what's good for them, but so he does it anyway. Um, and that's kind of what breaks down Batman against Superman is because Superman is like, he has all the power, and if he were to snap then he would just, you know, obliterate everybody. But Batman has no power, but he's already snapped. Like, <laughs> Batman is already breaking down laws and, and, and these ethical barriers that people should not be crossing. So right. I just found it interesting that they were able to bring up that in... Because it's a pretty serious um, concept. Because it's something that, as I'm proving to you, U.S. government does all the time. Right. Um, and it's it's, you know... It's an interesting um, thing to show in a movie that was aimed towards kids that this very complex idea of maybe people shouldn't be able to have that much authority over, you know, the way that you communicate or, um, you know, be able to use you as a human microphone. You know, like, uh, I think that's 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 a pretty cool concept to bring up in a in a kids movie, essentially. Um, You have any other thoughts on this movie? No, I think that was it. Um, well, so uh, before we go, I want to talk to you about the influence of the Dark Knight because, uh, it is not just a very successful movie on its own, right? Um, I have no internet. That is, that's wonderful. Thank you very much. Um, because I remember at the time it was one of the biggest openings at the box office. Like it broke box office records the first weekend that it came out. Um, it currently has, I think a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but outside of that, there's plenty of superhero movies that took their cues from, you know, Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, these two superhero movies that had come out within three years of each other. Um, Spider-Man 3, 100% going on that darker tone, was 
a direct result of the response to the to Batman Begins, which came out two years earlier. Um, and oh, it has ninety four percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Um, you know, I I don't believe that Logan, you know, the the Wolverine movie that came out a couple years ago. Yeah, I remember. I don't think that would exist without the Dark Knight. Um, Why? Because it was Dark Knight kind of proved that you can do some things realistic with these characters and it it <laughs> you can do something realistic with these characters and it won't seem too unbelievable for audiences like you you know you obviously bring up some good points but generally people were very pleased with the way that these characters were presented and logan was kind of taking that concept and really putting it in full force you know uh, I mean, there's plenty of other th- reasons why Logan exists. Like, the R rating was a result of Deadpool being successful. But, I mean, Dark Knight really did prove that you can do something gritty and realistic and, and people will enjoy it. Um, that said, I feel like it kind of had a negative effect on certain movies. Like, uh, when Man of Steel came out um, five years later, it took this really dark and... Um, less than hopeful view with superman and uh it 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 applied the you know the batman kind of mo to a character who is very much opposite from batman you know what i Mm -hmm. mean like superman is supposed to be very bright and hopeful and optimistic but it kind of made him morose and and you know it wasn't what people really want from a character like that so I mean, I think it's definitely um, an iconic movie. It's very quotable. That's what, another thing I wanted to say. I forgot to write this down. There are so many quotes from this movie that people don't even realize come from The Dark Knight. Yeah, I realize. Like, um, the... You either die here or live long enough to see yourself become that, a that That played so many times in Some the trailers. Some people just want to see the world burn. Mm-hmm. Is that one of them? That's one of them. Cool. Um, I'm trying to think if there's another one. Um... Well, there's the, the the speech at the end kind of has that thing of like, um, he's the hero we need, or he's the hero we deserve, but not the one we need right now. Like people said that's a little bit after, but the the what you know, some people just want to watch the world burn. Like I see that that's a meme that's been a thing that is in people's profiles that like their bios and stuff, um, and people don't even read because I said this to a friend of ours recently. I was saying to her. It's funny that people say that and, you know, The Dark Knight has had this much impact. And she's just like, what do you mean The Dark Knight? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's a line from the movie The Dark Knight. And she's like, well, damn, I didn't even, because she hadn't even, he, she's never even seen it. Right. Yeah. Um, and also The Dark Knight was one of the first superhero movies to win an Oscar. Heath Ledger won for Best Supporting Actor. Um, it was a posthumous award. Unfortunately, he died before the movie could come out. Huh? Um, Heath Ledger died before the movie came out. Which one is that? Heath Ledger played the Joker. That person is dead? Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. Well, y- <laughs> I thought they'll see him in the movie tomorrow. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> what was I supposed to know? <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, okay. That's so, why I, when so, I see these posts about how great Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger was, uh-huh. like, I guess people are all sad about it. I thought it was just people talking about him all the while. So, so hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Not only are you late to the party on the movie <laughs> The Dark Knight, you are late to the party. Well, not really a party, but you're late to the funeral oh. of Heath Ledger. Like, you didn't know Heath Ledger died? 
How do you not know that? He, and I know you're sick of people reacting like this to things you don't yes, know. Yes, especially you. <laughs> but how do you... How, how Why do, would I know that? Because when would I have discovered this? Because if you existed, <laughs> even if you didn't... Part of the build-up to this movie coming out was just Heath Ledger's... You're like saying you Michael Jackson died. <sighs> I, just, I don't even know what to say. I, this was a cur- I did not expect this. I don't have notes for this. <laughs> like, yeah, he died of an overdose. And, and the whole time... Oh, peop- that's, that's really sad. People thought that it was because, you know, this, this um, role that he took on was so demanding and he poured himself into the Joker really? so much. Jeez, that's... Yeah. Bad. It had nothing to do why he died, but people just thought that. Um, but yeah, so he won Best Supporting Actor. He's one of the only... I think he's the only person who has won for a performance in, um, you know, in a superhero movie. Logan won for Best Adapted Screenplay. Um, but there's been serious Oscar buzz for the Joker movie that is coming out because it's uh, an actor named Joaquin Phoenix who is playing the Joker. Um, you don't know who he is, so don't worry about it. Um, but uh, before we close out, I wanted to ask you about that Joker movie because there's a huge controversy behind it. Um so essentially, because they're giving the Joker an origin um, and because it's a movie coming out today, naturally, they'd want to kind of present it in a way that seems realistic and kind of relates to the times that we're going through. Um, and the Joker is supposed to be like the antithesis of a society that he's in. And right now, the, the way that the movie is supposedly being framed, because I haven't seen it yet. But the way that the people have been talking about it is that the Joker movie that is coming out tomorrow is essentially this guy who has felt spurned by society. So he goes out and he is committing terrible crimes that will get huge public attention, much like, you know, one of those mass shooters that you hear about on the news um, who, you know, they, they say that they've been bullied or they, they um, are put upon by society in some sort of way. And they commit these grand acts of violence to do that. Um, And the problem that people are saying is that the new movie is sort of giving Joker a sympathetic view, you know, where you're supposed to kind of sympathize with what it is that he's going through and and almost makes you want to go on his side. Now, I haven't seen it, so I can't say anything about if it actually does that. But what do you feel about that controversy? I mean... I would just go into the movie with that open mind. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't really want to think about complexities before I'm faced with them. I just right. I, I like to go into a movie not really knowing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely understand that. Um, but yeah, so I think if if it is something where it's you know glorifying or or um trying to get you to be on the side of someone like Joker. That's a bad idea. I don't think you should ever want to be on the Joker's side. Um, you know, you might say that he has a, a point or two, but you're not supposed to be on the side of someone who wants to blow up hospitals or, um, you know, what have you, whatever, you, you know, or or jab a pencil through somebody's eye. Like, that's not somebody that you're supposed to be on the good side of. There always be people that are on the Joker's side. Yeah, that's that's true. Um I don't think I have anything else to ask you about, Britt, but, um, oh, yeah, no, 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 that's okay. I don't need to say that. Um, oh, one other thing that they did um, push forward in this movie is the use of IMAX cameras. I was trying, to, I was showing you that when the screen gets yeah, bigger. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah. Like um, the hospital was blowing up. 
yeah it's a it's a huge um thing in in movies these days like avengers endgame a lot of that was shot with imax like this was um it was one of the first movies to really use imax cameras in that way because imax so what exactly is an imax camera so like that's a really fancy camera it's a really fancy camera and it's really big and heavy and hard to film with so typically it hadn't been used in the past but they were able to use it in this movie um you know and it kind of showed that okay if this can be done to achieve um really impressive scenes uh so you know previously IMAX had been reserved for like you know natural history museum movies and and showing regular movies on a really big screen but using IMAX cameras you get to see a lot more of the picture and it just it's really impressive stuff um i think that's going to be it for this week's episode uh, thank you all for listening. I need to bring up that music because I have not. There we go. Um, Britt, thank you for being here. I mean, it's my podcast. It's our, our part. Okay. Yeah. No, th- thanks for letting me be here. Thanks. Thanks for. I had to no, assert thank, myself thank since, since you were thanking me for being I was, at our thank, podcast. No, thank you for allowing me onto your podcast. Oh my I'm God. so happy that I was able to be a guest on your podcast. Thank, thank you very much. Um, I gotta wait for the music to come back. There it is. Um, oh, I just hit the desk. Um, you can find the podcast on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere. Anywhere th- you can find podcasts. Yeah. Um, you can also find Brittany at at Sushi Has My Heart on Twitter. What, this is your podcast, but you don't know your cue. Um, I knew my cue. I was just wondering if I was going to give it. Okay. Well. Um, <laughs> if anything I'll cut it out in post you can find me at Damien Movies as D-A-M-I Movies and you can also find me on Instagram at Damien Michael Movies and you can find the podcast and every other Damien Michael Movies podcast on DamienMichaelMovies.com uh, I think that's it I will see you next time see you later bye bye stop eating the desk <laughs>